mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it normal to have really vivid dreams? Is it normal to feel so bone tired all the time? Is it normal to be dizzy? Is it normal to be so outrageously farty? Is it normal... Do not want to have a baby. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode two of Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast. Six to eight weeks into your pregnancy. I'm Jessie Ware and I am seven weeks pregnant at the moment. And I'm here with Ms. Jess McMicking, who is a consultant, obstetrician and gynecologist. We are going to go through some of the symptoms that you may be experiencing, that I'm experiencing, what's going on with your body and what's going on with the baby inside you. So Jess, thank you so much for joining me. Can I tell you some bits about what's going on with me this week? Of course, always a pleasure to join you. And yes, fire away. What's going on? Okay, so this week I realised when I was in the car that I had, I mean, I had the worst motion sickness. So forget about texting someone in the car, which usually is a bit hit and miss anyway, not when I'm driving, by the way. Um, But in the passenger seat, in the front seat, my husband's a very good driver. I felt so sick. I'm still getting sickness in the morning, but I'm, I I, th- I threw up once after a bit taking a taxi home. And yeah, it gets much worse in the car. I'm also incredibly grumpy, which is unlike me. I'm usually, you know, sweetness and light. And I definitely still going for wheeze all the time. And I've definitely noticed a bit more discharge in the knickers. What's going on with our bodies at six to eight weeks pregnancy? Once again, it's one of those hard periods of time where, you know, not much is happening enough where people, you know, say, oh, you look pregnant. Oh, well, you know, it's that awkward time. And so often that comes with awkward symptoms. And I think you've done a really good job of highlighting some of the ones where, you know, if someone didn't know you were pregnant, they probably wouldn't know. If you went to, you know, Dr. Google again, our best friend, um, if you sort of type them in, no one's going to come up and go, oh, you're pregnant. You know, that, that all makes sense. They're just awkward symptoms. So in particular, if we start off with the motion sickness, I think that that just goes to show it, it comes in with that whole nausea and vomiting pattern of early in pregnancy. You know, that's created by that pregnancy hormone that's still doubling, you know, every 48 hours. Um, and it's easy then to throw off, you know, your body to feel really really nauseated um, and a classic is obviously you know traveling in the car or motion sickness 
And that's sort of what's going on there. With regards to um, the vaginal discharge, that's a hard one. And, you know, we know vaginal discharge can happen normally. Um, And in pregnancy in particular, we give the pregnancy vaginal discharge because, of course, it has its own name. It's called leucorrhea. And it's sort of like this thin sort of white discharge it's a nuisance. It's nothing fun. Um, but also what we've got to remember is we've got to make sure it's not an infection. What we know when you're pregnant is that women can get thrush in pregnancy. Um, and anyone who hasn't had thrush before, how it classically presents is obviously white discharge, but it's actually really, really itchy down below and it's really painful and uncomfortable. Um, and so it's working out, you know, is this something normal, you know, with this discharge that it comes with pregnancy or is this, you know, coming on with a vengeance like the thrush infection does? The reason we get thrush is obviously our environment down below changes. So when you're pregnant, you know, the area where all your normal vaginal bacteria lie, it can be overgrown by other things. And it can be as simple as something like having a bath or intercourse disrupts that environment. And that's when you get an overgrowth of thrush. Talking about intercourse, are you allowed to have sex when you are in early pregnancy? Is it like, not that you're really up for it I don't think but um but is it dangerous or is that just a myth so it's a good question intercourse it can be achieved safely in pregnancy definitely and that that occurs all the way throughout I think with early pregnancy and this is from you know women who I've met along the way you are right it's sort of that awkward time where actually it's the last thing on their mind Mm. what they also are unsure about is you know if something say happened after the intercourse of whether you had bleeding, what we don't want to blame it on is the intercourse. Um, And so that's why often it's like, oh, look, I'm just going to hold off until I get a scan, until I know things are healthier. And because what we don't want to do is unnecessarily connect dots that aren't, you know, there to connect. I also wanted to know, you know, is it normal that on one day I'll be feeling a whole flurry of symptoms yet on another day maybe I don't feel so sick in the morning and then I kind of have a freak out that I'm like well I'm maybe going to miscarry because that means my HCG levels are lessened and I'm not pregnant that's there's a kind of up and downness with the symptoms that they differ every day I think you've raised a really good, um, and I'm sure a lot of women listening will empathise with that. It's super concerning. And I know I often get messages from patients under me saying, oh, I don't think I'm pregnant. I'm not feeling sick today. It's it's really hard. And you are right. It, It can fluctuate in this period. What we find is that the majority of women overcome that nausea and the morning sickness once they hit say 10 to 12 weeks the reason being is actually the pregnancy hormone level starts to drop once the baby's heart starts beating and so what we tend to see are those symptoms get better on the contrary what can happen is that someone has had a missed miscarriage obviously the hormone level is going down too and so they may have an improvement in their symptoms so you are right it is hard to know um, and it's a really really tricky time I don't think there's anything I can say to make it better it just will torment with your head and your body um, and it's until we can get that reassurance and hopefully one day there is a magical test we can do from home like a COVID self-swab test maybe um, that can help us you no things are okay when should um someone that's pregnant call the doctor or the gp to kind of notify them that they're pregnant when's the first appointment that you should be having what week 
It's a difficult one because I think the I'm from Australia, so I know the rules are slightly different there. Um, but within the United Kingdom, so how we um, go about with when one finds out that they're pregnant is we say you can either self-refer yourself to um, an NHS institute, and that's where you sort of submit online. You know, I'm pregnant. You know, this is what I know so far. And what will happen is you'll have a booking appointment with your midwife, and you'll run through certain things such as your booking bloods and obviously collating together the information so far of your pregnancy. Some women may also seek to have a reassurance scan before that official first 12-week scan that you do have in pregnancy. That can be done for a number of different reasons and women and their partners are welcome to seek you know, an early first trimester scan if they so wish. And so that can be that first port of call where you're reviewed by a clinician as well. It will really differ on the circumstances. And I think what we also need to keep in mind is that for preg early pregnancy, um, it can be a very different scenario for women who may have been through this before and ended up with a loss. Um, and so when you seek health, it's just where you're comfortable. I think that's really important. Do what you feel is right for your body. And it may be that you want to see your GP earlier than, say, your friend did. Um, and th that's totally reasonable. Okay. And look, I love my coffee, even though I'm feeling slightly nauseous in the morning. I just want to know, what is the recommended dose of coffee because I've read that potentially yeah you shouldn't be having too many but you can have more if you have instant coffee because there's less caffeine in it so that is what I've been doing to try and get my fix yeah so actually caffeine came to light it was only I think about a month ago there was this huge new you know social media gusto on caffeine consumption in pregnancy what the recommended cutoffs that they've called is 200 milligrams a day. So what is that? Yeah, exactly. What is that? I mean, I certainly don't weigh my coffee. Yeah, right. When you go to the coffee shop, you're like, oh, yeah, can I have uh, 100 milligrams of... Yeah. So, I mean, what is the equivalent to that? Exactly. And I think that you've... If this is the thing. And I think what we've got to remember in medicine is, yes, we can get evidence, but actually we've got to relate it to the reality out there. And, you know, we don't go and weigh our coffee. What I think if you aim for strong one, one strong one a day, which a strong one is what we call, you know, a purchased, you know, espresso or, you know, someone who's used a really good quality filter or mm. whatever it is that they've gone about making their coffee. We shouldn't be having more than one a day. Instant coffee, it tends to be of lesser quality. I'm not going to get myself in trouble with those um, manufacturers, <laughs> but you are tend to be allowed a little bit more. What we've also got to keep in mind is that teas also ca contain caffeine as well. So it's yeah. important just knowing um, what the balance is. So, you know, having one coffee and 20 teas a day, that, that's not mm -hmm. the right thing to do. Um, why do we say caffeine is bad? And I think, you know what, I think the evidence out there is varied. But what we worry about is the caffeine effects on your body that then ends up on the baby. So, you know, some women, when they have a lot of caffeine, their heart will start racing. Um, and that's obviously a body sensitivity to it. And that's what we worry about. Probably it's... It, the evidence out there is still varied, but there is a linkage with miscarriage and that's with excessive caffeine consumption. So, you know, going about and, you know, it, 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 having the recommended consumption or under that, you're not going to do any harm to your pregnancy. I wanted to play you a clip of a friend of mine who is seven weeks and she has some symptoms of her own. So I'm going to play this. Um, I'm currently 
six, nearly seven weeks pregnant, I'm generally feeling quite tired, particularly in the mornings. I feel nauseous. I feel hungry a lot of the time and I can never quite work out what will satisfy that hunger. And then when I do eat, I often feel sick afterwards. I feel like my body is craving and kind of calling out for carbs and cheese and sweet stuff too, <laughs> all the good stuff. I get headaches at the front of my head and I can feel quite hard to focus, hard to concentrate on things. Those are the general symptoms I've got at the moment. Can you help her out? <laughs> I feel like I'm blaming everything on pregnancy, which is unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think, well, one thing that stood out for me there, possibly something we haven't touched on yet, is the headache thing. Um, and mm. that that's really um, a, a particular thing we see in a group of women that potentially have headaches throughout their menstrual cycle. So when they're not pregnant, their body is super sensitive to their hormonal cycles. The same can go in pregnancy. So all of a sudden you get these really hormone-based, you know, migraines or, you know, headaches that you get that you, um, that uh, is your body... I guess, adjusting to the hormone imbalances to start with. From the diet point of view, so, you know, trying to eat what you're craving and it's just this carb base or this sugar base, it would just be your body telling you what it's depleting or what it needs to sustain the growth of the pregnancy. Um, and and that, that's just something. And what I say is obviously we don't want you eating McDonald's or something like that every day if that's what you're craving, but it's achieving that balance and balancing your cravings that's really important. And of course, listening to your body and eating when it's hungry. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So, Jess, now we've got a question from Jen, who has left us a voice note. Hi, my name is Jen. I am about eight weeks pregnant. This is my first pregnancy. And I would say I'm feeling overall pretty good, but definitely have my episodes with morning sickness and nausea. 
and all of that good stuff, but I'm just hanging in there. It's pretty touch and go for now. Um, one question that I had was, is it normal to have freezing cold feet during pregnancy? Cause that's like one of the weirdest symptoms that I've noticed as of now in the first couple of weeks, my hands are, they feel fine. I haven't felt anything in my hands, but just my feet are like so cold. I want to put a heater on them at all times and like socks don't work. So I was wondering if that is normal. And then this next question might be, um, not sure if it's inappropriate, but I figured I would ask away. Is it normal to cramp up after an orgasm? Um, that part really freaked me out. And of course I brought it up to my doctor and she said to wait on sex and masturbating and all of that good stuff for a few weeks until the uterus has like grown. But I guess I just wanted to know if anyone else had experienced that. Thank you, Jen. That's not inappropriate at all. And it's really important that we can be able to feel like we can discuss these things on this podcast. So um, over to you, Jess. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, it's really important, especially early in pregnancy where you're not quite sure that you are able to um, ask these questions um, because it may be a simple explanation. Um, first of all, with the freezing feet. So actually what changes in pregnancy and it can be related to your hormones is that women just tend to have poorer circulation and this will affect women, um, you know, more so than others. Um, in particular, they've associated women who may be, you know, slim or have an underactive thyroid um, or generally outside their pregnancy had cold feet. Actually, it will worsen in that first trimester. Um, it's nothing bad. It just means that the, the blood flow is just a little bit more sluggish to your, you know, peripheral regions. And it may be that you just have to wear an extra pair of socks or, you know, utilize a foot heater, you know, when you're sitting down doing some work at the office. Um, but, but it's not harming your baby is the bottom line. And your baby will continue to grow healthily um, with that symptom. The next one, I mean, I, I'm going to make a disclaimer here. I'm not a sex expert, so I, I, I'm divulging in a, in a whole new area here. However, um, as an obstetrician and gynecologist, um, I know from, you know, looking after women in their early pregnancy is that sex is completely or can be completely different when you're pregnant. And in particular, um, that includes the orgasm sensation. You've identified here that you know, you may, you may be one of few women that are comfortable in having sex in that first trimester, which may be why it's hard to find an answer um, for these symptoms. And in particular, you know, you've raised when you've asked advice, people are unsure exactly what the explanation is. Um, we know in this first trimester, there's a whole lot of rampant hormones running while, you know, your body is growing. You know, it, obviously it's, it may not necessarily be noticeable, but things are happening on the inside. And that, of course, can just change um, the way sex feels, your libido, but also how you feel in orgasm. Nothing anatomically occurs to the clitoris. So I, d I don't think, you know, your clitoris is in any harm or, you know, there's something to be of concern. I just think this is just something that may pass with time. Um, and then once again, it's not harmful. I hope that's helped, Jen. We've got another voice note from a lady who's eight weeks pregnant. I am 32 years of age and this is my first pregnancy. I'm nearly nine weeks and feeling mostly very tired and... I don't want to eat a lot of food that isn't beige at the moment. Before I got pregnant, I actually lost three stone and I wanted to lose three or four more before me and my husband started trying for a baby. But we had a little surprise after Christmas 
My question is, am I going to be judged for being overweight whilst being pregnant? I'm already feeling really anxious about going for my first scan. I'm scared they're not going to be able to see anything because I'm overweight. I worry that I'm going to be judged or berated for my weight. And whilst I'm more than aware of all the health implications that can come along with being overweight, I don't want to feel like I've already failed as a mum before I've even given birth. So I guess I'm just looking for a little bit of reassurance. Thank you for being so open and honest. I um, hate the fact that you're feeling really... She sounds upset, doesn't she? So yeah, Jess, hopefully you can reassure her a little bit. Yeah, firstly, congratulations. You know, I, I think good on you for being honest in this question. And I think you've raised really um, important awareness to us as a, a medical professional body about, you know, how sometimes, you know, people can stereotype others. And it's really important. This goes without saying, you know, not only in the setting of um, weight, but there's other ways that we can sometimes apply labels to that are necessary. Um, first of all, uh, I loved your comment about eating beige-coloured foods. Good on you. I mean, I hear people eat, eat red-coloured foods. Blue. My advice is just go with what your body tells you. So if it's beige, keep it up. Um, from a weight perspective, so first of all, it's really hard um, in this setting because, yes, you can read a lot. You know, there are risks that we associate with a pregnancy when someone is um, overweight or has a higher BMI. But you must know, and I speak on behalf of my colleagues, um, which includes obstetrician and midwives, is I would like to think that none of us judge at all. You know, we're here to help support you in this pregnancy. We're here to protect you and your baby from developing complications, and we'll do everything that we can to support this. From an ultrasound perspective, our sonographers are amazing these days at being able to identify pregnancies and look at babies, even in a setting of if it is challenging for whatever reason that it may be. Um, what you understand is sometimes, you know, even a multiple pregnancy can be challenging to look at. Um, so fear not at all. Um, we have, you know, wonderful machines and the ability to perform these ultrasounds to be able to look at your little one growing. Um, you also haven't failed at a, as a mother at all. And I want you to really remember that and keep that in the foreground all the way throughout your pregnancy. What we're going to do in this pregnancy is obviously help support you, as I mentioned. And by doing that, there will be additional tests and investigations that we will do to ensure the safety checks throughout. Um, in particular, you know, we would screen you for gestational diabetes and would also offer you third trimester ultrasounds to ensure that your baby is growing accordingly. Along the way, if, if you ever felt um, that you weren't getting this support or you were concerned, by all means, be honest, be exactly honest as you are today, because it's really important you voice these concerns and these anxieties you have. Um, you know, we're here for you. And pregnancy can be challenging, especially at the moment, you know, we've just been through a pandemic. And what we want to make sure is um, everyone is here to help guide you um, along the way. And she's already done amazingly doing three stone. You know, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to know what's happening in your body. What is kind of going on in the uterus? How big is the embryo now? So we've moved on. So when we first talked about, we sort of talked about this squidgy little dot. Now it's probably more, I guess, a good way of describing it. It's like a tadpole. <laughs> 
<laughs> a nice tadpole swimming around. Um, and so what's happening is it's obviously starting to develop a lot more. And so when your tadpole develops, it's stealing a little bit more of your blood supply. So what's actually happening overall in your body is your body's actually now undergoing changes to sustain this pregnancy. So with that, you're, you're still starting to develop a greater blood volume, your heart starting to beat you know, in a different way that it used to. Um, there's also symptoms going on. So interestingly, at this time, what we find is that your gastrointestinal system is a little bit more lazy. Um, and that's because of the hormone effect. So, you know, women can get a little bit more constipated or food tends to sit in your stomach more. So you, you're feeling, you know, you might feel nauseated, you might feel a bit of reflux. Um, and so your body's adjusting to that pregnancy in the terms of it, it's building a little bit more up. Um, your tadpole, so what if, you know, if you have a scan around this time for whatever reason, it, you can start to see little buds now on it. And that's sort of, you know, the head and the, the spinal cord developing. It, it starts to sh- take a little bit more shape than the blob that it was. I wanted to know, what is it about being out of breath when I'm barely doing anything? What is that about? Is it something to do with the blood flow? Is that the thing that's, it's, it's mental. You walk up the stairs and you're like. <gasps> yeah, so what you'll find is actually your lungs will change in the pregnancy in, in, in your exercise tolerance. So what we tend to do, so we're talking about early pregnancy, but if we sort of flip right down the clock to the end of pregnancy, your lungs are way more squashed than they are now because, you know, you've got this baby sitting under your lungs. If we look at early pregnancy, the reasons that, yes, you may feel a little bit more short of breath is because of those, what we call the... um, it's like the circulatory changes that are occurring and where your blood flow is going and whatnot. And then, of course, that changes how, you know, your ability to get, you know, the oxygen around your body when you need it. So, yes, it, you can feel a little bit more short of breath. Um, obviously, we've got to keep in mind we don't want you too short of breath. So if you're collapsed on the floor, Jessie, I please, please do seek <laughs> help at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, Jess. No problem. I hope this podcast has helped to alleviate some of the nerves around six to eight weeks. Thank you to Jess McMicking for joining us. And if you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd like to give us a like or a subscribe or leave a review. It all helps a little and it definitely helps other people to discover this podcast too. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to be in your ears again very soon. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com